world is becoming more unglued by the day. Local consequences are now showing up. We are seeing sky-high gas prices, higher food prices, shortages, and more. How should you respond? Go to redpills.tv slash patriot. That's R-E-D-P-I-L-L-S dot TV slash patriot. And secure your long-term emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. My Patriot Supply is by far the largest preparedness company in America. They're in stock and shipping quickly in unmarked boxes to your door. Their emergency food supplies last up to 25 years in storage. When you need it, it'll be there. Lunches, dinners, drinks, and snacks totaling over 2,000 calories a day. Get free shipping on any order over $99. Again, go to redpills.tv slash patriot. The global financial system is on the verge of collapse. Here in the United States of America, we have rising inflation, rising cost of goods and services from gas to food. We have supply chain disruptions. And we have the incompetent presidency of the United States of America running the U.S. dollar into the ground by debasing it, by radicalized spending and printing. There is only one thing in this world right now that is a worthy investment that has been the hedge for inflation year after year. Guys, that's gold and silver. Look, I invest in gold and silver, and there's no reason why you should not either. My buddy, Dr. Kirk Elliott, is an economist and financial advisor, and he is amazing at what he does by helping you get your 401ks, your IRAs, or just helping you purchase gold and silver bullion. You can give him a call at 720-605-3900, or go to getgoldtoday.com and let him know that Josh from Red Pill Project sent you. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to everybody's favorite new show on the Red Pill Project. This is Morning Coffee with Andrea and Vince. My name is Vince Taglavia, and I'm here with my partner in truth, Andrea. Andrea, good morning. I hope you have your coffee ready. Good morning. I do. I have not had enough of it yet this morning, though. Me either. Everybody, welcome. This is a show where we go over some of the news and events of the day in the morning to get started, kick off our days figure out what the heck's going on, take a quick look at the markets, that kind of thing, and uh, have a conversation about what's happening. So welcome, yeah. welcome. Welcome. I just want to apologize to everybody for uh, no notice on the alternate or the social media platforms. Um, I had some stuff I was scrambling to take care of this morning, so I ran out of time and didn't have time to post on social media, so I apologize to everybody that looks for those notifications there. Um, sometimes life happens, so. Yeah. Looks like, looks like some people have found us. Welcome everybody. Good morning. Hope you have your coffee. Welcome. It's Tuesday. I just want to apologize to everybody for uh, no notice. It's Tuesday, July nineteenth, twenty twenty-two. Um, the world's an absolute crazy mess. I hope everybody's staying safe and all of that. Um, nothing incredibly notable this morning, although. You know, the UK is on fire and this kind of thing. But other than that, I don't think there's any pressing emergency type information, which is good. Um, all right. Good morning. Let's just get into it, I suppose. We'll start with a little bit of finance and get into the rest of the news in the world. Uh, finance, finance, finance. It's such a weird beast. Let's uh, go ahead and take a quick look here. Our the stock market's going up today, quite a bit. The S and P five hundred is up two percent. Um, the Dow is up one point seven percent. Nasdaq is up two point three percent. And I saw this this morning, and I asked myself, "What is going on? What is driving the market up?" Crude oil is at just about one hundred and two dollars. Gold. It's about flat. Silver's about down half a percent at $18.75. I'm like, what is going on here? Um, well, there's this article here that says things will 
probably get worse. Things probably will get worse. Big banks brace for an economic downturn. Well, that doesn't make sense of why the market's going up. Well, some data came out. Huh? Is it right? Yeah, this is what's driving the market. This housing data. Um, Housing starts. They expected 1.59 million and... Or I'm sorry, they... uh, this is, these are the numbers they expect and what they got the prior month. Um, single house single house builds have gone down, but multiple house, multiple family builds have gone up kind of on this is following the Great Reset agenda. Um, and today we have a lot of pre-market earnings Johnson and Johnson, Trust Financial, Interactive Brokers, JB Hunt Transport, all this stuff. And t- today, after the market closes, Netflix will be releasing its um, earnings data as well. We'll see how that is. I have a feeling it's going to be really bad. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, I saw is... a thing out. I saw an article yesterday that said, I mean, it didn't have a whole lot of use, real useful information in it, but it said that. This week was going to be the week that kind of determined the direction that Netflix was going. Um, apparently, they've lost enough of their customer base that um, it's affecting their bottom line. So I don't think that they're expected to do very well. Interesting. Yeah, I, I think if quite a few people have left. We'll see. Yeah. Stocks rise. They say commodities are at inflection point. Also, I saw um, some articles that were like, this could be the bottom of the recession. So, I don't think so. <laughs> yeah, that's what I said. I'm like, yeah, right. <laughs> Get out of here. We could only wish. Why this might be the bottom of the recession. Get out of town. Anyway. It seems like when we, whenever we have like bad news that comes out, like what we're seeing, um, it does seem like the markets are kind of on an upswing, right? And you have to wonder if there, a lot of that I think has to do with market manipulation and then pumping money into the markets to bring those numbers up when bad news comes out so that people are like, well, it's not that bad, obviously. Mm-hmm. Right. Just when the market's doing good, make sure you really yell it loud so everybody in the back can hear you. And then when it's doing really bad, be very quiet and lie a lot. Yeah, exactly. Um, by no means is this incredibly great. We'll see how the market ends. Um, but here's the uh, six-month chart for the S&P 500. We're still at this uh, critically low spot. Just, you know, that we it just keeps going tr- down and down and down. Yeah, it's just a nice downward trend. I'm sure you can all see it in, reflected in your investments if you have uh, 401ks or anything. Well, actually, they'll be going up today a little bit, but watch. We'll keep watching it. Um, Yeah, that's all we have for finance today. Uh, I'm excited to see what happens, though, aftermarket with Twitter. That's a big deal, especially with the Elon Musk Twitter deal going on. Uh, So, Yeah, and I think, I don't know how long they're expecting that court case to last, but I do believe it's kicking off here pretty soon, even though I I think it's starting today. I think something's happening today, I saw. Okay, I thought that they were getting ready to, but then I heard news that Elon's attorney had COVID, and so oh, yeah, I wasn't too. sure if they were postponing it or also I saw sending it to counsel. They may be, and then I also saw they're like accusing Elon. Elon Musk is slow walking the case. <laughs> I'm like this case went to court like really fast, <laughs> in my opinion. I was like, they're suing him, and now it's in court. And it's like, how often does that happen? Right. Like I think there's just so many big names that they're, you know, getting it in there. But it, it does kind of, it's interesting that, because there is a discovery phase with all of this. So that must have happened very quickly. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, it seems pretty quick to me. Yeah, me too. I wonder why. Right. Yeah, priorities. Yeah, exactly. All right. Good morning, Mr. Green. And Rhett, good to see y'all. Good to see y'all. Uh, just so you all know, before we continue on with the U.S. news, tonight the Daily Dose will be live with Joshua Reed at 5.30 p.m. Pacific, followed by 
Q&A on the Social Red Pill with Josh and us. As long as our schedules permit it, we'll be there as well. Uh, right now, I'm not 100%. Um, but Joshua Reed, Q&A tonight after the Daily Dose, after 5.30 p.m. Pacific. So around uh, half hour or an hour after the show. So be there. It'll be a lot of fun. Always is. Uh, look forward to that. Look forward to seeing you guys there. Um, I, I guess let's jump into our first U.S. news story of the day with our uh, featuring the belligerent occupier of the United States. Yeah. Well, kind of. Yeah. It gives him an honorable mention. Right. You want to so take uh, a... the lead on this? Sure. Uh, a Biden-appointed U.S. attorney who dropped the charges on Colbert's crew is also prosecutor investigating the January 6th. So if you guys remember uh, Stephen Colbert, the talk show host, and his film crew, they were arrested. This was a few weeks back. They were arrested for um, breaking into the Capitol during January 6th with a bunch of other people. Essentially trespassing. And, yeah, trespassing, sorry trespassing into the Capitol with the rest of the January 6thers and um, they were rounded up and they were arrested and now mysteriously all charges have been dropped against them because um, they're part of the political machine that is the Biden regime and they're left leaning and doesn't really fit their agenda to have these people prosecuted so the U.S. attorney who is prosecuting this case and looking into January 6th has dropped all the charges against them, but is still pursuing forward um, with the rest of the January 6th defendants that are sitting in, you know, prison in D.C. without any representation. So, it, you know, at this point in time, you can't ignore the fact that this is nothing more than a political hit job on people. And um, it's really, I mean, that's what it talks about they're harassing GOP lawmakers and stuff. Yeah, um, they I'm were harassing gonna, people. I, I'm not going to, you know, read the article too much because okay. I mean, we can see by the headlines exactly what's going on. And I think there's um, a short video down here um, by Ned Ryan and Jesse Waters react to the charges against the Colbert 9 being dropped. So if you want to play that, we can. The person responsible for dropping these charges is U.S. Attorney for the District of Columbia, Matthew Graves, who was appointed by Joe Biden and works for the Attorney General. Turns out he's also the prosecutor investigating January 6th. Is he giving those guys the same treatment? Let's turn to Ned Ryan, American Majority founder and CEO. All right, Ned, can you believe it? Charges dropped against the Colbert Knot. It's unbelievable hypocrisy by Graves. Uh, you're right, he is prosecuting the January 6th protesters. And, and to highlight the hypocrisy, more than 200 people uh, have been charged, have pled guilty to parading on January 6th, which is a petty offense class B misdemeanor. Uh, even though they walked through open doors in front of police, were not asked to leave, yet Graves has actually recommended charges and sentencing of 60 to 90 days in jail. But not with Colbert. There was unlawful entry misdemeanor. It's all been dropped. It could have been up to 180 days in jail. But Graves didn't think that it was worth pursuing. Because again, Jesse, I think this highlights what I think a lot of people have started to realize, but I want to make this point. We have a bifurcated legal system here in this country in which if you have the wrong political views or the wrong political connections, you have the book thrown at you. But if you have the right connections, uh, everything gets dropped. And it's just a shrug as you walk away. And this is a, this is a serious problem in this country. Because one of the fundamental, fundamental foundational aspects of our republic is the equal application of the law. We're all stand equal before the law. The law is equally applied. But when the law becomes a political tool to punish political enemies, all bets are off. All right. Ned, thank you so much. And we're still going to pursue comic The Insult Dogs mugshot. Couldn't have said it better myself. You're muted. I agree. I was going to say the same thing. Um, apparently, one thing they didn't mention that I remember reading was that um, the charges were dropped, and they said that they probably wouldn't stick anyway, or they were like, it probably would amount to nothing anyway, basically was their excuse when 
the same could be said for everybody else that's been charged with that right exactly look at everyone in all the january 6th people all the grandmas and all the just peaceful protesters that were picking up trash and keeping the peace on january 6th that are being held in solitary without trials and not being offered medical care either there was one i think a grandma that 67 year old grandma who they've rounded up and now thrown in prison and she's got cancer and they're not offering anybody medical treatment so messed up so this is kind of a question you know what do we do now that you know the law is not being equally applied and uh are we just screwed i mean there has to be something i guess it would just be a matter of replacing all of our judges and stuff i mean our system is so corrupt from every direction it's absurd um you know well i I think that the government needs everything needs to be replaced we've got a corrupt system and the declaration of independence tells us that we have the right to throw off the old guard and institute a new government that uh works for us you know what does that look like i don't know what um has to happen for that to occur again i don't know um who's going to lead the charge on that i mean at this point you have to be you have to be organized and you have to have leaders that are willing to lead even in the revolutionary war you had leaders like george washington that um are doing that we're not seeing anybody that's been willing to take up that leadership role and that's the problem is that without leadership you have no direction and you have no focus and you have no goals you know you can't just go wild west on this problem and expect to win yeah you know i wonder is there any legal precedent set by this what if i wrote a script a comedy script and had somebody let me in hypothetically i'm saying hypothetically speaking i'm not going to do this but i'm just saying hypothetically if i did exactly what they did and they charged me would i have grounds to sue like the judges or something or the, like the government like, um theoretically i i'm not 100 percent sure how that works i mean it really it, it's going to boil down to the judges right so even if you did sue or these people that are sitting in prisons sued what what area are you in where are you at where's the lawsuit filed what judge is in charge of that um and what chance do you have of a fair trial because with these judges being corrupt as they are, you know, if they're, if all of these cases are going in front of one judge, then suing him obviously isn't going to do any good. You know, you're going to have to get your case in front of um, a Trump era judge, basically. Yeah, they're so corrupt. Yeah. It's and, and I think some of them have been thrown out by doing that. Um, there have been some wins on that side of things, but not many. Hmm. And I think a lot of it is because, you know, George Soros was was very smart in how he did this. And the fact that he got judges placed because judges are supposed to be apolitical. And so on your ballots, when you get your ballots for voting and stuff, there's no political affiliation that's written next to a judge. And so you have to really dig into these judges they don't want to tell you they're all democrat (laughs) right you do and we had this Uh, um in 2020 there were a couple of supreme montana supreme court judges that were on the ballot and i was like i want to know about these judges right because i know that the judges are a problem and so i started looking into them and two of them were not good at all like you but you have to really dig like there's not a ton of information on it and um i was able to tie one person to a democrat mayor of a town and the funding of that and ties to um donations he was tied to a foundation that does donations and donates to the democrats so I was able to find some information that way, but I had to do a lot of digging. I spent the better part of a day looking into this judge hmm. um, to determine that I wasn't. But how many people are going to do that? Most right? aren't. Most aren't. Most, Most aren't. Most are just going to, oh, well, this, this judge is already in there, so we're going to leave him there. It's easier than replacing him, right? Did you kind of know what to expect, I guess? I don't I don't know. I don't know what goes to people's minds when they 
make their decisions to vote, if they just fill in the bubbles without really caring, or if they just vote for the status quo, or they vote for the person who they think are, is going to win. You know, it's a sad state of affairs. You've got to get people actually caring about voting first in order for it to make a difference. And then, you know, you've got to make sure that their votes count and prove to them that if their votes don't count, that they need to care about that. But most people will stop caring about anything because it's too much work, hmm. in my opinion. Could be. Yeah, a lot of people become complacent. I think. Let's look at these losers. Um, ooh, let me fix this. Antifa. Antifa put in full retreat by bikers. They try another city, but soon hear the rumble of motorcycles. These people are such cowards. Antifa can be regularly relied upon to pick on those who are unable to defend themselves. Whether it be elderly citizens, innocent protesters, or local business owners, typically Antifa isn't met with much resistance. Well, that story changed on Saturday when a group of Antifa extremists made a big mistake. This time, they attempted to victimize a group that had no qualms about fighting back. And Andy No posted this. Salem Antifa member Clifford Phillip... Eifler Rodriguez, a convicted fraudster, is one of the organizers of today's direct action against uh, the Honky Tonk Bar. He was previously arrested at a violent protest last year where he allegedly hit a female officer. And, of course, he has his purple glasses. Mm. Uh, (laughs) He looks completely sane and normal. Nope. Sure. (laughs) (laughs) Look at that. Yikes. Um, this is Clifford. Fascist Free 503. Call to action. Honky Tonk Bar 22 uh, address. Uh, stand up to f- white supremacists. Fight back against fascists. Rebuff racists. What does that even mean? Right. Inciting, doxing, and violence and protest. Uh, sadly, I cannot assure you that there will be no violence tomorrow. Yeah. Oh, great. Wow. That's a great thing to say, and I'm sure Twitter just allows it. So this is oh, yeah, violent. This do. is the violent terroristic extremist that likes to target uh, our local businesses, small businesses. Um, geez, let's get rid of that. Yikes! Disgraceful. Yeah. And um, it didn't end well for them. No, these idiots. Uh, Andy No later tweeted, Antifa have called off their attack on the Honky Tonk Bar in Salem, Oregon, after being met by a group who was prepared for them. Antifa are calling for reinforcements to instead go to Gladstone, Oregon, where they're planning another attack. They're like, we need to find somebody that's more vulnerable. Regroup. According to the post-millennial, members of Antifa attempted to shut down Honky Tonk Bar in Salem, Oregon, through the use of direct action, is what they call it. This was indeed a band of dangerous people. One one member of the Antifa crowd was Clifford Eiffel Rodriguez, a man previously arrested for allegedly assaulting a female police officer at a violent Salem protest on August 10th, 2021, when Antifa gathered to attack participants of a street church protest outside Planned Parenthood, the post-millennial reported. Huh. The crowd at Honky Tonk was a bit rougher than the pro-life activist one would find in a church congregation. The bar is known for being frequented by bikers. When the Antifa members' direct action began, many bikers came out to greet the masked Antifa members. The exchange ended with an embarrassing defeat. The post-millennials editor at large, Andy No, posted a video of the exchange on his Twitter account. Uh, It lasted two minutes, they got in each other's faces, and then all the Antifa people ended up leaving. (laughs) If you kick enough hornet's nests, eventually you're going to get stung. Antifa learned the hard way. Unfortunately for the far-left extremists, this exchange may not be the end of their trouble. Various Oregon-based motorcycle clubs are now teaming up against the group. Quote, the confrontation appears to have now ignited a feud between Antifa and members of various Oregon motorcycle clubs, the post-millennial reported. Hopefully these guys will think twice before taking on another biker bar. (laughs) Yeah, I say, um, (laughs) good luck, Antifa. Dude, these violent extremists need to be met 
with oh this, they needed to have their asses handed to them yeah. and you know the thing is is that everybody associates oregon with being um with portland right i mean that's sure. what most people think um and you kind of do you think that you know you hear you think about illinois and you think chicago you don't think about all of the rural farmland and stuff that's there well um yeah when i think i want to go to when i think i'm going to oregon i'm thinking of southern oregon or central usually southern but even there it's pretty liberal in uh, it it is getting that way a lot um you know you've got bend that's in central oregon and you've got grants pass grants pass i love grants pass but super liberal it is they are but Right. And so, you know, but the majority of Oregon and, and here's the thing that people don't understand is that um, much like Probably I think what California is and or in Washington is, yeah. is very, very red. Yep. And you've got your hot spots of blue, just like you do Which, in any of these states. It's the it's the most populated areas. And I think that's kind of how how they work is they go to the most populated dense areas and they try to really infiltrate that section of our society that seems how they get their most success yep yep and they create their own problems with their policies and um you know you get a you get a blue a very democratic blue mayor in there you know and then you get bad attorneys or district attorneys and different things like that and bad judges in these areas and all of a sudden you have an area that's riddled with crime and that is full of social programs designed to lift people out of crime yeah throw in a little bit of george soros funding to uh domestic terrorists like antifa and boom you got a you got a hot spot of terrorism you've got a summer of love yeah but that's what they do and you know i think the people of oregon are just as fed up with it as the rest of the people around the united states and they're done and you know these bikers are like you know they kind of sat back for a long time and they're like leave us alone leave us alone leave us alone and now they're not and yeah just result and they're like yeah we're we're done messing with you yeah they're poking a bear they are and and that's the thing is that at some point, this is going to pop off somewhere, and I think you're going to see that escalation occur between these different groups. Um, and it doesn't make make it right. No, it just is what it is. You know, I, I I'm not going to promote motorcycle clubs <laughs> because honestly, they typically tend to be um, organized. involved in crime, involved in organized crime sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, not all of them are, and I'm not going to put them all in the same box, but a lot of them are. It's not and a secret, so, yeah. Yeah. Um, violence, I don't I don't think that violence is the answer. Not that there's not a time and place for it, but I'm not going to promote it. Right. Um, it's interesting to see this. It's kind of a good news story. It's uh, definitely funny. <laughs> pretty funny. Definitely does not look good for the Antifas. Uh, hopefully they... Um, they start to disband because it's just such a worthless organization. Yeah, it is. But I don't think they are. I think George Soros keeps pumping money into it. And um, so we're just going to see it escalate. They're such cowards. It's hilarious. They are cowards, which is why they're still wearing their masks. And, you know, these bikers, obviously, none of them had masks on. They don't care. <laughs> they like we don't need yeah. to hide our identities. The, the bikers <laughs> are the type <laughs> when they get threatened. All right, come on over. Hurry up, though. We got a pie in the oven. <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> We're late for drinking. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, this is serious, though. These uh, people can be violent. They can carry weapons. They can uh, be dangerous. So, you know, stay out of the drama. Um, yeah, don't get don't involved get with this type type of stuff, no matter how funny it is or how how cowardly they are. It's just not worth putting yourself in any type of danger. Um, personally, that's my opinion. I think that all of this type of drama should be avoided at all costs. That's how I live my life. I don't want nothing to do with nothing uh, in this regard. Just because it can get ugly. There are crazy people out there. So be safe. For sure. Be smart. Be vigilant. 
take care of you in your own. Exactly. Yeah. So we got something happening over here on this next story. You want to take it away? Yeah, and we've got two stories that kind of go together. We're going to just have a little bit of a conversation about this because, you know, I think it's important. The article was Amazon has provided ring doorbell footage to government officials on at least 11 occasions. And then the next story that we have, I'll just kind of give you guys a heads up, is called, it's an article that was written by a gal that this happened to, the United States of Amazon, the day Amazon sent the FBI to take my family's bank account. So both of these are related to Amazon. And I think they're kind of tied together in a way. So we're going to start with the first one. The Amazon has provided ring doorbell footage to government officials. So the tech giant Amazon is providing doorbell footage from their ring technology to law enforcement as they help to assist government surveillance. This article was um, by Shane Trejo was republished from Big League Politics. The information came out when Senator Edward Markey, Democrat of Massachusetts, sent a letter to Amazon last month about ring and camera footage being used in government surveillance. It turns out ring footage has been surrendered by Amazon to law enforcement on at least 11 occasions. Ring made a good faith determination that there was an imminent danger of death or serious physical injury to a person requiring disclosure of information without delay, hmm. said Brian Huseman, Amazon's vice president for public policy. He's been noted that Ring reserves the right to respond immediately to urgent law enforcement requests for information. As per usual, the tech giants provide no real protections for the privacies of their users. As my ongoing investigation into Amazon illustrates, it has become increasingly difficult for the public to move, assemble, and converse in public without being tracked and recorded, Markey said in response to the inquiry on Ring. Big League Politics has reported on Amazon receiving billions from the NSA to help facilitate government spying. Tech giant Amazon has received $10 billion in taxpayer-funded federal contract to help the blatant the blatantly unconstitutional National Security Agency illegally spy on American citizens. In another example of how big tech supremacy hurts the freedoms of the American people, Amazon signed the kind contract, Wild and Stormy, to provide cloud computing services for the spine monolith that has made a mockery of the Fourth Amendment. Microsoft is filing a protest on the contract, believing that it was awarded unfairly to Amazon, a company has that has proven it will serve the deep state at every turn. We are exercising our legal rights and will do so carefully and responsibly, they added. Amazon received a $600 million contract to provide cloud computing services for the Central Intelligence Agency in 2013. They soaked up a good portion of the follow-up deal for the CIA's C2E contract in 2020, which was worth billions. They have deployed litigation to keep their main competitor, Microsoft, from lucrative federal contracts as well. The NSA's award just reiterates that Amazon is still the cloud provider to beat across the federal government, said Chris Cornelly, an analyst at Bloomberg Government. Microsoft has come a long way and made it a two-way horse race in government, but Amazon was forming relationships and gathering security certifications a decade ago, and Microsoft is still playing catch-up. This move is believed to be a, a part of the hybrid computer initiative launched by the NSA. It will essentially be giving access to the treasure trove of data illegally gathered from Americans and foreigners to Amazon for cloud computing services, which could be considered a major national security breach considering Amazon's ties to China. So they're collecting our um information they're gathering this they're watching you they're surveying you and then if they feel that it's necessary or the government wants it they turn it over and they're they have contracts with the cia and the nsa so now here's the real world repercussions of this yeah and this is why i i put this in here is because you know you don't really get a feel for how this affects everyday americans and I just want to read this story. It's not super long. Um, FBI agents do not ring the doorbell. I can still hear them pounding on the glass early one June, pandemic morning in Seattle. I walked to the door with the youngest of my four daughters riding on my hip in a diaper. They were wearing their FBI raid jackets. Open the door, they shouted, warrants. But the four agents with guns going through my house weren't my main concern. Two weeks prior, federal prosecutors obtained a different kind of warrant that left us penniless and powerless to defend ourselves from an oncoming legal nightmare. In 2020, Amazon Web Services 
accused my husband of a federal crime we'd never heard of, depriving the company of his honest services during his seven years of employment for the tech titan. Based on Amazon's allegations, the government then authorized civil forfeiture and seized our family and business bank accounts, including my earnings as the CEO of my startup, The Riveter, and savings from my decade as an attorney. Fast forward almost two years, my husband has not been charged with any crime, and the seizure has changed, has forever changed our lives. For 22 months, we waited. We were not permitted to even see Amazon's allegations that the government relied upon, which remained under seal. For 22 months, we were denied the ability to contest the seizure in any judicial proceeding. Somehow, this series of events is legal in America, and we're not alone. According to court filings, the government has collaborated with Amazon attorneys to seize millions in assets from at least 53 companies, investors, law firms, and individuals. Multiple small businesses have shut down, causing more than 50 people to lose their jobs. <clears throat> Excuse me. And 12 children have lost their family homes, either seized by the feds or sold to cover attorney's fees. Our lives have been upended. We sold our home, car, <clears throat> and emptied my husband's retirement account just to pay our lawyers. Our family of six has stayed in my sister's basement, my father-in-law's condo, and my parents' townhouse, while our girls have attended six different schools and daycare providers in four separate states. When we tried to rent a house for our family, the owner learned of the forfeiture online and required us to pay a year of rent up front. The case's publicity has obviously devastated my husband's career, but also mine. For most of the country's history, civil forfeiture was an obscure backwater. At the time of the founding, civil forfeiture was limited to confiscating ships and cargo that ran afoul of customs duties. But now, civil forfeiture has become wildly popular across law enforcement precisely because it doesn't require a criminal conviction or even an indictment to confiscate someone's property. In fact, over the past two decades, state and federal governments together have seized over $68.8 billion from Americans. Both anecdotes and statistics tell the story that civil forfeiture is deployed disproportionately against people of color, low-income Americans, and immigrants. The proceeds, in turn, fund law enforcement agencies, providing further incentive to seize more and more. Seizing assets also gives prosecutors tremendous leverage. Today, federal prosecutors obtain 97% of criminal convictions from guilty pleas instead of trials. Civil forfeiture is a powerful tool because if defendants cannot afford an attorney to fight back in court, let alone feed and house their family, they are far more likely to fold and accept whatever plea bargain a prosecutor offers, regardless of their innocence. Numerous legal scholars have documented the high rates of pleas by even innocent defendants. Today, there is bipartisan support for civil forfeiture reform. I believe the practice should be abolished. Due process is the only right guaranteed twice by the Constitution. If I cannot be in prison unless found guilty beyond a reasonable doubt by a jury of my peers, why can my money? Where is due process when a private company makes secret allegations to a government official that my money is a crime without affording me an opportunity to even see the allegations? My family's story adds another twist to the devastating use of civil forfeiture in America. Here, former FBI and Department of Justice employees who now work for Amazon leveraged cozy relationships with their formal federal offices to lobby the government to pursue criminal charges and a civil forfeiture case. After they knew we had no money to pay for legal representation, Amazon lawyers sued my husband in federal court. If we can't afford to defend ourselves, Amazon automatically wins. For nearly two years, we waited as the Justice Department has held onto our money while one of the planet's most powerful corporations paid its lawyers millions of dollars to kick us in the ribs. And then almost as suddenly as it began, last week, the government returned our money. They just gave it back without a trial, without an apology, without much discussion at all. We were never afforded the ability to see Amazon's accusations or understand why the government took it in the first place. I suppose we are meant to be grateful it is over and move on, but I can't because here's the thing. The government cannot ever give us back the life we had before they left us penniless. And if our constitution still means anything today, we must end civil forfeiture. Damn. Could you imagine so, that? Yeah, I can't imagine this. I, I really can't. But I think what we're seeing here is, and here's the thing, is that I looked at the comments. And this was a story I found on Twitter. Well, I had it. Somebody referred it to me. And so I looked into it, and I looked at the comments that were in the um, on the Twitter thing. Mm -hmm. 
They still to this day have no idea why the government did this. They have no idea what prompted any of it. They have no idea they were just given their money back. Nobody has said anything still to this day. Those documents and those files are sealed. They still can't find out why they went through this. They have no clue. They're like, we didn't do anything wrong. We have no idea. And a lot of it has to do with probably information that's in Amazon's cloud service, right? Amazon looked at it with, oh, trumped up something. Maybe they didn't like what they saw. Maybe the NSA, I mean, I there's a hundred different scenarios, right? Yeah. For why, yeah. why somebody would do this. But the thing is, is that she doesn't know. Yeah. And those, uh, those ring cameras, I believe they pick up audio and video, and usually they're put on yes, people's porches, pointing out right towards the street. All kinds of data could be gathered and, on. And, and guess what? Yeah. It all gets stored in the cloud on Amazon's ser web servers. So, you know, you think about that, and um, yeah, it's great. Like, it catches... Um, porch thieves right yeah, but i wouldn't i don't like the cloud aspect of it if i had a security system uh which i'll probably get one i'm gonna have a local storage well you should use a closed loop system i mean use yeah. a system where it saves on a hard drive in your house it saves on a hard drive in your house and then is backed up you know periodically um you can get like one terabyte hard drives for they're not super expensive anymore no, i don't know what the cost of them is but i know that they're not probably. super expensive. so for 30 bucks you got a terabyte of information um and you store it away and then you get five or six of those you or, go through the coverage you go through the foot image if there's nothing there you erase yeah. it right um and then if there is something there if somebody steals something from you or you catch a crime you know and stuff then you have the choice to pursue that or hand it over to law enforcement or do whatever you need to do you know um so it's kind of one of those things but it, it you use these services like this even if, let's say your neighbor has a ring doorbell mine does yeah a lot of mine do and i'm standing in the street having a conversation with somebody about something that the government doesn't like because they've decided what is what I can talk about, what I can. Yeah, you say Antifa's wussies. Yeah, or you know, you say anything mm -hmm. that Even a joke. can be yeah, that's a joke or whatever um, that could be deemed as a threat that the government could come after you for. All of a sudden, you can have the FBI showing up at your house. They're going to take all your guns. They're going to take your money. They're going to they're going to take everything from you. Yeah. And they don't even have to tell you why, unless they're charging me with crime. But this is what and, they can do. They can Amazon come after you. Is making this decision based on their feelings. We felt and, we should share this with the FBI. And you know, I'll tell you a personal story. Um, it's kind of emotional for me. This happened when I was when Aaron was a baby. Hmm. Um, we woke up on a Saturday morning. And so don't think that this can't happen to you because it happened to me. And Tom was having a problem <clears throat> getting into his iPhone. Mm. And so he was on the phone with Apple. And I have a toddler. Aaron was two, two and a half, something like that. He woke up super early like toddlers usually do. And he was cranky and fussy and I sent him back to bed. And didn't think anything of it. Went about my day. My kid's in his room throwing a temper tantrum because he didn't want to go back to bed. He wanted to be outside playing. Didn't matter if he was cranky. He didn't care. Toddlers don't, right? And so he didn't think anything of the fact that Tom was on the phone. He was on hold for hours. They were trying to figure out why he couldn't get into his account on his, you know, iCloud or whatever. And then all of a sudden, Aaron starts screaming because mm -hmm. he's mad. I mean, he's one pissed off toddler, right? So I go into his room and I'm like, you need to lay down and you need to take a nap. <clears throat> By this time, I'm done. Like my, my nerves are frayed. Hmm. And so I'm yelling at my kid, right? And I'm like, you need to take a nap. I'm like, you're cranky, you're tired. He grabs a toy and throws it at the wall. 
I don't think anything of it, right? And I'm like, knock it off, you need to stop. So I finally was like, you're done. You're getting in your bed, you're gonna take a nap, you're not getting up, I don't care, you can sit in here and scream all you want. You're not getting out of bed until you're in a better mood, until you slept more. And I left and I shut the door. About an hour or two later, I get a knock on my door and it's the police. We're not, by this time, Aaron's up, he's had a nap, we're eating breakfast. And everything is fine, back to normal. And the police show up at my house. And Tom answers the door and he's like, I need to speak with your wife. Tom's like, okay. So he comes and he's like, the police are here to speak with you. And I'm like, what? You know? And so he's like, well, we got a phone call from an Apple employee saying that they heard you beating your kid in the background. What? Not not a joke i'm dead serious and i was like what and he's like what happened and so i told him i'm like look he woke up early he's in a crappy mood he, i put him back to bed he was in his bedroom throwing a temper tantrum yeah and he threw something at the wall they're like well they said that it sounded like you were beating him i'm like why would i do that okay so he's like well i need to come in and see your kid and i'm like okay and he's just running around in his underwear. It's summertime. And they're like, he comes in and he's like, well, I need to see him. I need to be able to prove, to see that you're not abusing him. I need you to pull down his underwear. I had to pull down my kid's underwear in front of this cop to prove that he didn't have bruises on his behind. I was humiliated. I was mortified. The so thought of abusing my child makes me sick to my stomach, right? The, so I, so yeah, this is what happened. Well, how did they hear? Was it through like some device, a phone or? Tom was on the phone with them and oh. he, they put him on hold and they were listening. Cause what happens when you're on hold with somebody, the person on the other end of the phone is quiet, right? So they could hear when you're on hold. They could hear what was going on in the background. And so they, but what they, they heard me yelling at Aaron. And, but see, this is the problem is they couldn't see what was happening at my house. All they could go off of. So they called my local police because they knew where we were at. They had our account information and knew where we were at. Hmm. And so they called our local police department to do a welfare check on our child because my child was throwing a temper tantrum and threw a toy at the wall. Like, I literally didn't even lay hands on my kid. Yeah, I didn't touch crazy. him. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, it was, so, you know, don't think that these things can't happen to you. Um, the surveillance happens all the time. You just don't realize it. Most people don't realize it because they never run into situations like this. If it wouldn't have been for the fact that my husband was on the phone with Apple, this wouldn't have happened to me. Like, my day would have gone about as normal. You know, and it could have been much worse. You know, it could have ended much worse. Could I mean. Been. Yeah, man, terrifying. So, you know, just be this careful. Stuff, man, I don't, and they they have um, surveillance built into so many things. You have all the Alexa devices, which listen to you so they can hear your commands, all that stuff. Um, they just have yeah. so much data. It's, it's kind of gone so far that it's kind of um it's scary yeah and I, I don't have any devices like that i do have a but you cell do phone. what and if you don't think your cell phone's listening to you <laughs> you might want to think again no oh yeah you know and that's just the thing is that we do live in a world and this is why i wanted to talk about this a little bit this morning um and we're light on articles because i think it's important that we cover this right especially in this day and age where people talk about a lot of things. And there's so much discord and there's so much government surveillance that your words can be twisted in a, such a way that look at what's happening to these January, January 6th defendants. Most of them are pleading guilty to a lower charge because of the rules that we have in this country that allow them to do this to people and they know that they have a better chance of pleading guilty to a misdemeanor than if they're going to go up against the government 
I could potentially face even way more time in jail. Yeah, it's such a corrupt system in that way. It is. It's 100% corrupt. And, you know, so you need to be really careful about the things that you say and what you do. And, um, you know, if you're if you're going to talk about sketchy stuff, leave all your devices at home and go out into the woods. <laughs> Make sure there's no one around, you know, Man. because it doesn't matter if they want to come after you. They will. Yeah, they could find anything on anybody and <laughs> come knock on your window. Um, yeah. Yeah, and I mean, that's the way they are. It's uh, kind of like um, the old mafia way, right? Yeah. They just have all this technology now. And these companies, they have way too much power to make these decisions. Yeah, so you talk about Apple and and Google and Amazon and all of these places. I would be willing to bet when you buy a ring camera that -hmm. they probably have some kind of user agreement that you click the they box absolutely do. and you have no rights and it's all of Amazon's information. And so they could do this and you already consented to it. So haha, ha, too bad. And if you don't agree, you can't use their you product. Don't get the service. Mm-hmm. So same thing with Alexa. If you got Alexa or you got any, any of those smart devices in your house that you can tell what to do, if they can listen to you and respond to a command that you give it, there's somebody on the other end of that device that's listening to you as well. Yeah, it's probably an AI. And it's being stored somewhere where a human can listen to it later. Yeah, and imagine just a creepy, crooked person who might work for a company like this deciding mm-hmm. to go in and get the information from uh, the IP of their neighbor or someone they're stalking. Like, I'm sure this is probably... They could use your information to dox you, especially those ring doorbells where they probably have your address. They have location devices in them and stuff. I mean, how do they know where to send law enforcement? Obviously, they must know where you're at or the address of this device. Absolutely. They have to. So there's no reason why they couldn't dox people. All kinds of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want nothing to do with that stuff. I don't mind security cameras and security systems and firearms, but local storage of that information and a not connection no connection to the internet is ideal um there may be ways to connect to the internet and still be okay but i would have to do research but um it's anything's hackable but uh it absolutely is and the same thing with you know like the camera that we use on our computers for zoom yeah sometimes i've had issues with mine where it'll like uh, there's a little green light that indicates it's on. Yep. And one time I'm hanging out and someone's like, hey, the can- is that camera on? And I'm like, no. And I look and I'm like, oh, what the fuck? And I look at my computer screens and there's nothing open, but my Wait, camera's, on. camera's on. I was like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> and I fucking restarted my computer and it turned off. I was like, that is weird, man. Yeah. Right. I know. And that's just it is that the most people have cameras in their TVs. If you've got any kind of a newer TV, it's got a camera in it. Remember the I don't know if you ever had an Xbox, but the Xbox Connect in like 2012 or something came out. And it was a thing that has thermal imaging, a camera, and it you put it on your entertainment center and it like tracks your body movements and you can play games. I was like, this is such a fucking scam. And it has a um, mic and all this stuff. Right. I was like, this well, is for gathering any data. Of, right? Exactly. And that's exactly what it is. And any of these devices, this day and age, that's exactly what they do with it. I guarantee you that it, the it, that technology is built into those devices on purpose. Oh, yeah. And most people don't realize this, which is, again, why I wanted to cover this story, because... I 100% know how possible this is. Now, fortunately, um, everything ended well for me. You know, obviously, I was not charged with child abuse because there's no proof of child abuse because I don't abuse my child. Um, And the cop left, and that was the end of it, you know. Did Tom Um, get his phone fixed? He did. Or was he like, what the but, fuck? You know, and, but here, you know, the thing about it is, is the police what? officer that responded, it's not his fault, right? Like, he's just right, doing his yeah. job. 
Sure. And he's like, look, he's like, I'm really sorry. He's like, if I get, he goes, I have to do this. And he's like, if I leave and there is child abuse there and I didn't investigate it, he's like, that's on me. And he's right. A hundred percent. It is, you know, um, he doesn't know me. He doesn't know who I am. It's not like, I mean, I live in a small town, but it's not like I'm friends with the cops and you know, the towns I live in. Right. So they don't know who I am. Um, and so he does. And, you know, I told him, I said, look, as humiliating as this is, I appreciate what you're doing. Because if my kid were ever somewhere else, hmm. where he was in a position of somebody else's house. Or somebody, or somebody was being him, hurt. Yeah. Or somebody was being hurt. I would want the police to investigate that. Right. Like, I'm a good person. I'm a lawful person. And as humiliating and as awful as the experience was. I know that ultimately he has my child's best interest at heart. Yeah. It should have never happened. Like they should have never been called to my house to begin with. And I think somebody had asked in here, no, the, none of my neighbors ever called the cops. They didn't call. I mean, all of my neighbors knew me. Um, they see Aaron all the time. You know, he's running around, he's happy, he'll do the toddler. You know, every once in a while he throws a temper tantrum and that's what toddlers do. <laughs> So, yeah. It's true. Man. Yeah, somebody said over there on Foxhole, um, sleuth for truth, big brother getting bigger every year. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I think I kind of want to um, end on this note. Yeah. Do you? Yeah. Yeah, we absolutely <laughs> can. Oh, there is one other thing that I wanted to, to kind of just briefly touch oh, Okay. Um, at the end. So somebody on the app had made a post this morning saying that their mother was sick with COVID and they went to the hospital. They did not want remdesivir give, being given to their parent. And so the hospital, I guess, has given them Paxlovid, um, which is the COVID pill. Oh, it's uh... so that they're giving. Um, that has its own side effects. Um, I want to say that I think what's happening with that is that it's promoting the reoccurrence of COVID. So just as FYI, but somebody had commented in there um, on that post to get ivermectin from the farm and ranch supply stores. So the horse face that everybody's been using. Which we can't recommend, but. No, Um, but I will say this. And we're not. Yeah, I'm, I'm not recommending that at all. But I will say this. This is what I have heard from, because there was a conversation that happened at my house regarding this stuff um, a while back. And it involves somebody who trains horses. So, and is big in the ranching farming community um, because of his horse training business. So what? Um... So the formula that they used to use mm-hmm. to make the horse paste is now different because people were using it to treat COVID. So um, my understanding is that it is making people very sick. Hmm. I have not verified this um, because I have no interest in getting the horse based. Um, my recommendation is to, to go with the American Frontline Doctors and get the human pill version of it. Yeah. Um, you know, at one point in time, maybe the horse paste was, you know, like, again, I'm not recommending anything, I take it. but if I, I do too, yeah. but I have the original version at one point, what happened was, is they intentionally ran out of everything. Cause they knew that people were buying it for the purposes of using it for COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, they let everybody, they let all of the farm and ranch supply stores run out of it. And then they reformulated it, and now it's making people really sick. Interesting. And, and there are course, and the farmers and ranchers are just just FYI to, to know how serious this is. Are concerned about giving it to their horses for whatever it's worth. And you're talking about a much bigger animal, and they're because they're they're not really trusting it. So I don't. I haven't heard any reports of it making horses sick, but I know that there's some concern there with the new formula change that if it's making people sick that are taking it 
what could it potentially do to the horses? Yeah, and the fucked up thing is those pills that they came up with uh, this year or maybe last yeah, year the even. Paxlovid. There's different ones, and they're the same exact, not the same exact thing, but the function of it emulates that of ivermectin. And basically, it's modeled after the type of. Um, fuck. I'm an idiot, you guys. I don't know off the top of my head. I'm not a doctor, all this kind of thing. But basically, the um, whatever ivermectin does physiologically is what these pills are designed to do as well. However, it's um, I believe there are more side effects and da 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 and blah blah blah. I don't know though. I'm not a doctor, but this is crazy. I believe it. I believe it, Andrea. Yeah. So I just wanted to recommend, you know, if. And no, I'm not knocking the person that said to go to your farm and ranch supply store. I am not going to recommend one thing or another other than I, you know, you should go to America Frontline Doctors and you can get a prescription there. They can usually send it over to the pharmacy of your choice. Yeah. And um, you can get, you can pick up the prescription for ivermectin that's human. Um, same thing with hydroxychloroquine, you know. Um, so just be careful using alternative methods. And stuff like that, which we're not recommending Find here. Good doctors and uh, yeah, and, it out. you know, vitamin C, vitamin D, zinc, quercetin, NAC, mm-hmm. a lot of these vitamins and supplements that are being used that we know about and have helped people in the past. Um, you know, but health is one of those things where it's individual to each person. So yeah. make sure, you know, if you I like me, I don't trust doctors anymore. Um, find a naturopath. You know, you've got people like Dr. Mark Sherwood, who is a naturopath and offers naturopathic medicine. Um, there's a lot of good alternatives that direction. So, you know, if you're concerned about the medical industry, which we all are at this point, because we can see kind of what's going on. Um, yeah. And find a naturopathic doctor. Yes, it costs money, but is your health worth it? It's usually not covered by insurance either, but once it is not covered, usually not covered by insurance. Once you figure out your body and your routine and your levels of vitamins in your blood and um, get the prescriptions that you need, um, that cost basically essentially goes away, especially if you stay healthy, right? Well, yeah, exactly. Because establish that baseline with a good doctor then you're good if you have chronic health issues and all this kind of thing it's obviously going to be caught more costly no matter what doctor you use but i think it's the difference with naturopathy though is that they actually are working on curing illnesses and getting people healthy where the medical industry and the pharmaceutical companies are interested in yeah they're all they're interested in doing is selling you pills and treating symptoms apparently that's what it seems like with this ivermectin thing they don't want you to buy a five dollar tube of horse paste well it's a little higher now they don't want you to buy that and be be well they want to sell you a five fifty dollar pack of pills yeah exactly fast and so that's allegedly or apparently this is what it looks like to me okay i'm not you know leave me alone i I haven't verified a a lot of my assets for fucks exactly (laughs) i know right now we're all worried as we should be but um yeah i never do anything you know outside of the care of a a physician you know personal care physician whether that's a naturopathic type doctor or your standard medical doctor they're gonna know what's best they're they're formally trained in this stuff but um i just thought i would throw that out there so that people were aware like i said i have not independently verified that the formula is different um you know if somebody has some of the new stuff and they want to send me a picture of it i can look into it but i'm not going to go out and buy a tube of this stuff just to verify that um, yeah i was looking at some a few weeks ago and I think something weird was happening. I don't remember, but I have a bunch of the old stuff that I keep. Yeah, I did too. So we're just not going to be buying any new stuff because the person that was telling me about this is somebody that I trust. So Interesting. Wow. Noted. Well, thank you for all that info. You're welcome. Uh, with that, um, we'll be watching what's happening and what's unfolding. There's a lot more going on. 
and uh, luckily Josh will be covering it tonight at 5.30 Pacific, um, 5.30 p.m. Pacific on all these channels. And yeah. after that, we have our Q&A with Joshua Reed, our uh, after chat, Tuesday night after chat. So uh, be there. I'll try to be there as well. And Andrea, we'll too. But no promises. We're yeah. gardening stuff we're doing. So we'll see. <laughs> when we get our stuff done. We'll see. Yeah, I, I'll probably be there, but we'll... Uh, yeah. I will try. Yeah, I got to have dinner. I got to cook dinner and eat and do all this kind of stuff and yeah. eat this guy but anyway we'll make it work you guys i can't wait to see you there hopefully you can make it work too uh yeah. what do we got what do we got i think that's pretty much it just coffee and daily dose all week and then right into the weekend and after that we just have one more week of this month can you believe this this is crazy yeah. and i do believe that coming up at the end of this month so maybe next week they've got the camping there's the camping trip the red pill camping trip um and i believe that there are going to be no daily doses i don't know i might because josh is going to be oh maybe josh might have me cover him i'll have to talk to him i think he we haven't discussed it yet but okay so there might be some changes coming for that so just kind of watch out for it and yeah if you're going on the camping trip make sure you confirm that get on the app and go to the camping group and let everyone know let josh know that you plan on going still if you don't plan on going on the camping trip make sure you cancel your reservation yes if you had reservation or if you've went into the group and you've rsvp that you are going but are not able to go just make sure you go back into that group and change your rsvp status to not going it's pretty easy to do i that's what i had to do unfortunately my husband uh has to work and because he's got a big project coming up that's he wasn't yeah. able to get out of so yeah so go over there on socialredpill.com check it out and if you just want to be a part of our uh private social network go to socialredpill.com and sign up free to free to join yeah all right thank you all for joining us for another episode of morning coffee we'll be back at the same bat place at the same bat, bat time tomorrow morning at 8 30 a.m pacific so we'll see you then thank you andrea for everything beautiful morning as always and everybody Definitely. take care. God bless. Bye, guys.